your spot, put it in park, here we go. What's up everybody, Deaver here alongside my co-host Bush. Deez, what's up brother? What a weekend we had, man. What a weekend you had. We're pretty much like the split of America. Half of us are having the time of our lives on Memorial Day weekend at the beach doing a barbecue. Uh, and I'm the other half that was working away on Memorial Day weekend. I, I feel like I feel like it's it might not be 50-50, but there's a portion of people who were hard at work on the weekend. So if you were one of those people, shout out to you. Because Bush was there just slacking off. Yeah, if if you were one of those people out there that was having a good time, then props to you because what a weather weekend we had was unreal. And then on top of that, just the times of the boys, ah, Dave's yeah, uh, yeah, shame yeah. Couldn't make it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about fear of missing out. <laughs> yeah, Bush and the boys had a great weekend. Uh, they were down at the beach, LBI, just just killing it. And uh, of course, I was I was on the golf course um, helping build uh, our next event. So. Um, apologies for the delay on this episode. We're posting a day late, but um, I'm sure you're tuning in because you guys are the best listeners in the podcast world. True, dude. I, I mean, realistically, you look at our listeners right now, they're showing up. Like, I thought episode one was like, ah, like th- this is good, but episode 12 now, and we're now totaling even further than that. Episode one, I'm like, wow, this is, this is sick. Uh, it makes me, it fires me up, dude. So before we get rolling here with the big sports topics of the week, and Dave's boy, are there a lot of those, I did want to just give a quick shout out to our partner, No Brainer Wagers, which is a sports betting handicapping service that has built a time-tested algorithm that has compiled statistics in every sports sector for the past 10 years, and it's time-tested for success. They have a 66% cumulative accuracy over a course of 10 years, and it's these guys' full-time job yielding profits of over six figures consistently. It's a perfect opportunity for a side income and an additional stream of income and it's an extremely affordable membership prices compared to other services and the results are just clearly produced so go over to no-brainer wagers on instagram and send them a direct message tell them that free parking sent you and they'll give you a free parking discount you know everybody loves free parking but everybody likes free parking discounts as well so send a message over to no-brainer wagers let them know that free parking sent you and start winning some money with us yeah, speaking of discounts, uh, we had an awesome sale on our shop this weekend on Squad Locker. 20% off, Bush, we were giving the, the loyal listeners. 20% off with the code Memorial Day. Well, it's expired, but you can still get your gear on uh, freeparkingpod.com. Go to our store page, which will send you a Squad Locker. Um, our gear came in last week. We got a model all for you and show you some of the sweet swag we got. Um, I cannot wait. For you to hand me the Under Armour quarter zip that went into a separate package. I cannot wait. I've been wearing the other stuff to work pretty much every day. The free parking hat, the Chino, the Under Armour yeah. Chino hat. But yep. the quarter zip is going to be so good for the chilly mornings on the course. Oh, without a doubt, man. Dude, just dispersing everybody's each individual gear package that we all ordered together was was awesome. You know, handing it to everybody and just seeing their face light up. It was just fantastic. And then we also have stickers on board as well. So, you know, start seeing some stickers uh, slapped around all over the place. But, uh, you know, I'm always going to be sending you guys discounts, okay? Just make sure you guys keep an eye out on our Instagram page. You're always going to see a discount. I did want to give a quick shout-out to the guy who did utilize the discount this weekend, Mike Moss, one of our loyal listeners. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Rep that backpack well. And uh, and make sure you know you show it off to all your boys. 
Dude, the amount of comments I got this weekend on my swag as I was wearing around the course were, honestly, there was a lot. There was a lot of people, like, either people knew about the podcast, which means we're kind of doing our job right, and they saw, like, oh, oh, Dave, is that your podcast, man? And I'm like, ah, yeah, check it out. You should be listening every single week on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Or they were like, yo, what the hell? What's that on your shirt? What's Beer Money Sports? That's awesome. What, What is that? And I'm like, hey, man, it's our podcast. Listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud um yeah man a lot more gear coming i gotta place my second order asap like yesterday um and you can too like i said on squad locker without further ado bush you want to get into the big sports topics of the week sorry you usually intro that one (laughs) all right everybody so here we have the big sports topics of the week deves we had a crazy toronto raptors comeback in this milwaukee Bucks series it was nuts man what probably one of my favorite series to watch to be honest can I preface this entire segment of big sports topic of the week? Because this is coming to that bittersweet end, kind of like, kind of like the Super Bowl. This is pre- this might be worse than the end of the NFL season because here we have the NBA and the NHL coming down to the final stretch, like the last week or two we have of multiple sports being played, and all we have to look forward to all summer is baseball is baseball. College lacrosse ended this weekend. Hockey's going to end in two weeks. The NBA, when are they going to start their final? I feel like it's been like a two-week layoff since they played last, especially Golden State. Um, But once they get theirs done, I mean, we're going to have like four months of Cracker Jacks and take me out to the ball game. I mean, Dollar dog nights, baby. Dollar dog nights. Like, Yeah, it's awesome. But I mean, gosh, I feel like Graham's falling asleep on the couch watching this stuff. Yeah, man, dude. I'll tell you what. The baseball, though, isn't as bad when we have no-brainer wagers on our side, though, because I'm actually invested into dude, the game. it games. makes the game that much better. It makes it the does. game that much better. It does. So, guys, if, you, you know, if you're sitting there and you're tired of, of watching baseball and where it's getting old for you, seriously, DM, no-brainer, get involved in the game because I'm sitting here watching – Brewers Royals games like what the heck am I doing watching a Brewers Royals game true but and like because you got some scratch on the money line yeah exactly yeah. dude and, and it makes it that much more enjoyable so wait deeps yeah I, I I mentioned it in the very beginning of the sports topic segment but you kind of buzzed over it because I think you're a little upset that I was the only guy in FEP that picked Toronto to win the series I mean, kudos to you, I guess, you and that freak Kawhi. Uh, good for you to pick that that outcome of the series. I, honestly, I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't see it coming. I really thought the Bucks would have kind of walked away, maybe a gentleman sweep five or 4-1 um, in five games of Toronto. Um, dude, when you have that one player that shows up, I mean, no matter what he does off the court, when you have that one guy that shows up and balls out every single night, plus defensively shutting down, um, you know, as a decompo, um, that was that was great. I, I mean, I didn't watch that closely um, other than the first couple games when I bashed Kawhi, but um, Drake, moving on to the finals. <laughs> yeah. This, this didn't exist before we were here. Look around at the square. I promise you right now, we did this. Doesn't matter what anybody says. They can say it's disrespectful. They can say it's this and that. Everybody's within, everybody's within the rules. Everybody's doing their thing. All we are is proud and passionate. We are like a college sports team. The Toronto Raptors are a college sports team. I promise you. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the NBA. Yeah, well, dude, so I texted 
one of our loyal listeners because he was actually one. He was one of the guys who texted me. and was like, dude, I listened to your Kawhi take. He's like, you're crazy. He's like, the Raptors are never going to win this series. And I texted him and I said, yo, buddy, Raptors won the series. I said I was the only free parking guy to pick him. First response he sends back was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever, dude. Like, screw off. Like, And then he said that uh, – you can't measure heart, and I think that's a great way to put it. He uh, he was saying that the, the Raptors just, you know, they had more heart than the than than the Bucks did. And you look at Kyle Lowry, who had a dismal series in the Sixers in the Sixers series. My fleet, yeah. I mean, and he went off in the Bucks series, which I mean, that just measures heart. Kawhi, I just I genuinely and wholeheartedly believe this whole time that the the Raptors supporting cast. Just had it, just had it more than the Bucks. Is Kawhi playing with heart or is he playing for a paycheck? I mean, again, I'm not coming in with the hot takes here, but like, does he give a rat's ass about the Toronto Raptors and little chubby Kylie, Kyle Lowry? Like, does he care? Is he going to come back next year? No, he's not. He's not. Jurassic Park's jumping up and down screaming for him. Drake's up and down giving the coach shoulder massages on the side of the court. (laughs) Do you think that Kawhi Leonard really cares about the entire country of Canada? No, he's going to go where a paycheck's coming next summer. Let's see what happens in the finals. But even if they win the NBA finals this year, Kawhi's a man on a mission. Um, Maybe that's a part of his like robotic instinct. I don't see that guy coming back to Toronto. He played with heart. Sure. But, and I'm not saying he didn't play for his team, but at the same time, like it's not, you know, all buddy, buddy, I think in Toronto, it's not like, a toxic situation like we may be having you know rumors of you know Kevin Durant not getting along with the guys in Golden State and the Lakers are having trouble not like toxic but at the same time like the dude beats to his own drum he beats to his own drum and like I think he he just has one thing on his mind and that's being absolutely disgusting at basketball obviously I love the game of basketball whether that's with um you know Kyle Lowry or it's with the Clippers next year or it's with whoever's going to give him a max contract, the Knicks. I I don't know who's going to pay for him, but um, that's just my take. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there. That on Kawhi Leonard, this is probably where you and I find some middle ground. I don't see him sticking around Toronto either, regardless if they win the finals or not. I mean, I don't see Toronto having the money to give him that crazy contract with all the other supporting cast that they have. So I'm thinking Kawhi is definitely going to be out of there. It's looking like LA. I mean, I don't, that's where he wants to go. It's where he wanted to go when he was trying to leave San Antonio. I mean, dude, here's a hot take. LeBron and Kawhi. Are you kidding me, dude? Can you imagine that duo together? And I think they get along. Honestly. They do. They do. I think they get along because, like, LeBron would take all that flack off Kawhi. They're not going to be – they don't have to interview weird Kawhi after the game because they'll interview LeBron. <coughs> wow. Excuse me. <laughs> they'll be interviewing LeBron, and uh, and he'll just take all that, all that media presence off of him. Kawhi won't have to be, like, the true leader of the team again. Um, he won't be the true one, but he'll be able to go off on his own and uh, and just rip, you know, being the number two on the team. I feel like that may be his his spot, his role. And not saying that LeBron is currently better than Kawhi. I mean, LeBron's still a, arguably one and two best basketball players of all time. But, you know, LeBron is that presence on the court, um, I don't know, through every game. Like, it, the ball goes through LeBron. Like, I don't think you'd see yeah. him playing second fiddle to anyone yeah. until he retires. Um, so I think that almost fits, like, like you said, I think that fits with Kawhi being the two. And this is coming from two guys who, um, you know, 
Bush can't even touch net when he jumps up. But uh, <laughs> um, that's just that's just our uh, our take on on that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Deeps. So with with LeBron, you mentioning or you know us mentioning LeBron, I noticed yesterday on social media his son was officially granted an Instagram. Did you notice that, dude? Did you see the video he posted today? No, what you didn't. So no. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know if he was copying another meme or another vi- like viral video that like I've never seen before. You didn't see it, dude. You have to watch this video of LeBron's. It was his first IG. I don't know if it was IG live or a story, dude. He goes off. He's dropping like curse words left and right. He's talking about like some pretty shady stuff, dude. You got it. I I don't even wonder like. He's talking, yeah. He's talking about like women and like cussing out like girl, like like people chasing what? his money. Like, dude, the kids, like, I don't know how he's probably what 17, 16, and yeah. he got Instagram for the first time and went blast off. So uh, there may be a chance he was just copying, like referencing another video. But uh, first appearance for um, for Bronny on IG, not looking good. Not looking <laughs> yeah, good. man. That is She's taking not- that away. Yeah, I'm shocked because you know I'm. I would imagine that LeBron held him away from getting an Instagram mainly because he was young and he had all this. You know, there was there was definitely a cloud hovering over him that he's LeBron James' son. So like, if he goes on Instagram, like he's gonna start getting roasted and he's gonna start getting loved. And it's just I don't know how he's gonna handle it. And clearly, for what you're saying, it doesn't sound like he did a very you good got job. It, like, yeah, you have to watch it after this podcast, listeners. Check out this video if if you're uh, on IG. Like, check out what Bronny posted. Um, pretty whack. So I, I, LeBron's going to have to talk to him tonight dinner. He's going to have a <laughs> yeah. firm talking to, but also on the other end, LeBron gives his 15 year old kid wine. He hasn't drink booze at the dinner table. So I don't know what's going on in the household. I, I'm not here to point fingers and, and tell them how to live their lives. But if you're feeding your son booze at the age of 15, um, like I think heavily probably will post stuff like that on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like the priorities are a little mixed up. You're giving wine to your kid at 15 years old, and then you're not letting him get an Instagram until he's 17? It sounds a little sketchy to me. Jeez, dude, let him f- Snapchat. <laughs> let him Snapchat. Stay off the Pinot Noir or whatever. <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon. LeBron, have it, to, have it to yourself, man. Jeez. Yo, so on, on, the, on the other side of things with this Raptors-Warriors series – Kevin Durant, man, he's been he was absent throughout that whole Trailblazer series, and I'll tell you what, man, Steph Curry and that team returned to what 2015 form or whenever it was 2014 form. Dude, this will go down, I think, um, you know, beyond you know to the next generation. This story of this final here, if if Golden State pulls it out without the help of Kevin Durant, I think that really really taints his legacy. I hate to say it, like I, I was a naysayer, like I thought he was a snake with all the Twitter stuff, having like um, you know burner accounts and all that. But if if it goes down with the Warriors winning by themselves without KD, without Boogie, is Boogie Cousins back? I don't know. Either way, winning winning without KD, who who pretty much like w- made them a lock for the NBA Finals, um, I think that'll show that 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 Kevin Durant, even though he's probably the best player out there right now, um, all around in the NBA, maybe maybe you know what I have with my take, maybe it doesn't show less of Kevin Durant. Maybe it shows that much more of Steph. It shows that much more yeah. of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who mm-hmm. like everybody kind of slept on. Um, which I don't know how because you know they've won back to back whatever like they've been there for so many years in a row. Um, but I think it might show them that like they might be the best team of all time. They have all this noise, this media, um, you know, in their face about the KD stuff. Um, two guys looking for max contracts next year with Clay 
and KD, and they were able to quiet the noise. And they're, I mean, again, are you going to pick the Raptors again? I mean, they're fav- the Golden State Warriors no. are mad favorites in yeah. the finals, kind of like the Bucks were in the Eastern Conference Finals. You're not right. No, no, no. The the supporting. So this is always my take here. The supporting cast, man, and and you look at the supporting cast of the Golden State Warriors. It's just night and day difference from the Raptors, man. They're just that much better. So I think the Raptors might win one game, but I genuinely and wholeheartedly believe it's either going to be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll be able to update you halfway through the series on next week's podcast. Um, but while we were waiting for the NBA Finals to start, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals started last night with a huge win for the Boston Bruins at home. Um, watch this one closely. And uh, I feel like this series is going to be just, um, I don't know about a bloodbath, but like these teams, I, I just think the Stanley Cup playoffs is the best playoffs in all of sports. It's the best trophy in all of sports. These guys are really putting every little ounce of energy and their being on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blues went out last night to a 2 nothing lead. Braden Shen, former flyer, with two points on the night, a goal and an assist. But after that, the Bruins, they had a little rust. They had a break, kind of like we're going to see the Warriors have a little break. And after the, f- the first period ended, going into the second and third, they shook that rust off and, and kind of blew the wheels off of um, the Blues. It wasn't as close as the scoreboard shown. Yeah, so I, I did want to ask you real quick. You picked, obviously, you picked the Blues and the Bruins as your futures for this Cup Series. As a Philly Flyers fan... Which one of those future bets do you want to win the Stanley Cup? Blues, without a doubt. Yeah, okay. Blues, I was just making blues sure. Blues, without a doubt. And yeah. it's Blues, without a doubt, for two reasons. First reason being the non-financial side of things. And that is because we're seeing a bunch of former Flyers, um, you know, kind of in the mix with the Blues. Um, Craig Bruby, as their interim head coach, who came in halfway through the season, has done a fantastic job bringing the Blues team back from the worst team in the league. The worst team in the league to the Stanley Cup Finals um, and four wins away from winning. I mean, they're down one right now, but four wins away from walking away with the Cup. Um, not so much so Craig Bruby, but Braden Shen, man. Braden Shen traded away a couple years ago for a first-round pick, which became Morgan Frost, Flyers, Flyers prospect, and Yuri Laterra, who's in Finnish prison for cocaine. Um, but either way... <laughs> That's a tough look. <laughs> tough look. Great trade, Flyers. Um, no, it, it should be with Morgan Frost, but that's another point for a slower podcast. Um, Braden Shen, uh, fan favorite here in Philadelphia. It was it was sucked to see him go, but to have him with a shot um, to win the cup, um, like he almost did. Was he on the 2010 team? I don't, Either I way, don't think so. Either way, um, rooting for that guy there. And then the fiscal reason. Because the fiscal reason is obviously because the Blues had a higher return uh, on Ah. the bet. So Bruins were one of the favorites. I got them at like plus 600, I think it was. uh, Sorry, the Bruins. And then the Blues were like plus 1,200 maybe. I got them both before the season started, like days before game one um, in October. So, Yo, whatever happened to Luke Shen? Luke Shen, we, we shipped him off to, I believe it was Arizona. And then from there, he kind of just fizzled away with a couple other teams. Uh, I think he played for the Kings for a little bit, the Canucks maybe. Um, yeah, no, he kind of fizzled away, which, again, awesome trade. Sent JVR to Toronto for Luke Shen. Um, hopefully this new Flyers GM and and management, management core uh, make some better decisions because um, we're seeing some, uh, I don't know, we're seeing some kind of, reg- some kind of regret right now. 
Yeah, yo, I'll tell you what. The Flyers organization right now is looking uh, very top-heavy in their coaching picks. I'm interested to see what they're going to be able to do with it, but having three head coaches as one head coach and two assistants, and then obviously they still have LaPerriere, um, in their back pocket, who seems to be just like a, a magnet to the Flyers. They love that guy. But I'm interested to see what the Flyers are going to be able to do this season. I wonder, you know, how much Giroux played into the fact of having, you know, three major guys, all three of them from Canada, no? Yeah, correct. The Flyers uh, hired on Elaine Vignal, uh former Rangers head coach. Mike Yo, former Blues and former Minnesota Wild head coach, and then Michelle Terrian, who I think coached in Montreal. Um, so pretty different look to the Flyers um, as they've had in previous years. Their last coaching hire, Dave Hacksaw, was out of college, kind of went with the Chip Kelly route. Um, pretty much had the Chip Kelly result. Eh, I I don't. I think in the beginning he he proved himself for the first couple years, dude. He had know, winning dude, records his record, in his first couple seasons. I, his record now, I don't know how much it is above 500 if at all i just remember hearing every single day on sports radio that you know dave haxtall was just this legendary guy to be able to coach young players like that's all i heard about yeah i mean he coached a bunch of 18 year olds in north dakota won a bunch of national championships i just don't know if he was able to rein in some of the stars like like claude Giroux, jake voracek maybe that was his downside i I, i've heard some things some some rumbles about you know the flyers um flyers players and maybe, maybe a stricter, older, more um, you know traditional coaching staff may be the right play. Even though we got a lot of Chiefs and not a lot of Indians up there on the on the bench, um, with three of these guys to almost like own their own facets of the game, offense, defense, and then the head coach. Um, I'm actually kind of excited. I'm actually kind of excited. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to downplay this, these coaching hires. I, I think. It's it's a good switch up, man. It's a good switch up, and we'll see where it goes. But it's funny how much they juxtapose their coaching hires. You know, a few years ago they go with the young college coach guy, and now they go with the literally three of some of the most notable notable veterans coaches in the league. Like it's crazy. Couldn't be more more polarizing the way they hired, Um, and that and that may be part of you know this new GM coming in. Um, I mean, obviously it's a part of the new GM coming in, but you know, out of organization, right? Chuck Fletcher never was a part of the Flyers organization for years. They've had a guy who's had a tie to Philly. Um, so maybe he's bringing in some, some, some new life, some new ideas. And, uh, we'll see, man. I, 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 we gotta be there. We gotta be, I gotta be watching my Flyers. Like we're watching the Bruins and Blues right now, man. Um, it's been a tough time and, and really, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's the blues first return in a long while. So, um, good luck to them. And obviously I'm rooting for them. We we can't see Boston get three out of four this year. So no way I would hate that. Yo, quick question. You think, uh, you think gritty's going to get any PT that you gave the coach a whistle, man. I'll tell you what gritty might get some PT on the, this season for the uh, flyers. He's a good look, man. Sophomore slump. I don't think it's coming, dude. I think he needs to lose a couple LBs. (laughs) <laughs> Need to lose a couple of LBs, uh, get a little quicker. The game's moving so fast nowadays, man. The game's moving so fast nowadays. So, uh, yeah, grit, lose a couple of LBs, maybe worked on his uh, backwards skating a little bit. Backwards <laughs> get, uh, Enter uh, him falling down, gif here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But once he gets those two things right, I mean, shit, he could be the third-line defenseman. Sure, I mean, we need somebody there on the, on the, uh, on the back end. Honestly, dude, if Carter Hart goes down, I'd rather throw Gritty in the net, to be honest. <laughs> True, that firm might help stop some pucks, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude, no doubt, man. 
Yeah, man. On on the flip side, though, re- real quick before we end the NHL segment, I want to talk about uh, reasons they don't want the Blues to win. And I think the one reason is out of spite of their rookie goaltender, Jordan Bennington. If you guys haven't looked up the stats for Jordan Bennington, he's pretty much like Carter Hart's nemesis in my mind. I'm sure they're like, really don't have any. But like to me, I wanted Carter Hart to be that rookie goaltender to lead his team to promise. Jordan Bennington came up uh, almost out of nowhere. I think he's a little bit older, like maybe 25 um, you know, older for a rookie goaltender came out of nowhere. The guy had like a nine, uh, a 0.950, um, save percentage going into the end of the season. Like he didn't let a puck pass him. And he's a huge reason why these guys are in the Stanley cup playoffs. So it's almost out of spite. I mean, like good, good, good job for the kid to, to get his team to the cup. Um, but for me, it's like, Damn it, that should be my star player. That should be our goalie. Um, so Carter Hart, I don't know how the season shaked out. I think Bennington beat him on a lot of the rookie records. Um, he had a rookie goal or rookie goalie win streak. Um, Oof. Yeah, so, so I mean, shout out to him. I think we'll see those two guys going head-to-head um, for, for a really long time. Especially with a lot of former Flyers playing for the Blues, I feel like the Blues and Flyers games nowadays might be, you know, pretty exciting to watch with two young goalies. But, you know, I I see what you're saying with Bennington and how, you know, he kind of took all the rookie records and everything. But, dude, what's Carter Hart? 20, 21? Yeah, 20, dude. I think he's 20. Yeah, dude. I mean, for Bennington to be five years older than him, I'm okay with him having the rookie records. Right. Like Carter Hart has five years. If Carter Hart's in five years is going to be Bennington, sign me up. Sign me up for season tickets. I mean, I'm totally okay with that. True. So I was listening to ESPN radio on my way to work the other day, and they were literally mocking the Stanley Cup finals. They were mocking the Stanley Cup finals. They went around whoever the three jokesters were talking, and they were saying, what is your over-under of games you're going to watch this year's Stanley Cup finals? They said the over-under of 1.5. And they what? all said under. They all said no, no. I'm sorry, not even games. Periods, periods of NHL hockey. And these three clowns on ESPN Radio, a global worldwide sports network, said that they wouldn't watch more than one and a half periods of NHL hockey. If you need a reason to go watch the last, uh, what, hopefully six games of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, look up a little clip last night from Tory Krug. Last night, Tory Krug gets tied up in his offensive zone. Um, let's see if I can recap that really quick and you can picture it in your mind. Tory Krug gets tied up with David Perron in the offensive zone. They're right in front of the goal mouth. Lock. He got headlocked. Yeah, he got headlocked. Exactly. Yeah. Got, so yeah. Krug gets headlocked in front of the net. The play then leaves the blue zone, goes back to the Bruins zone. They're fighting for the puck down there. They're making a shot on goal. The entire time, Krug and Perron are still in the other zone, jawing, fighting, scratching at each other, just just wanting it more all of a sudden the blues get the puck in the Bruins zone and start to cycle it back towards their zone to just kind of like you know do a little cycle in the zone out of nowhere a, a missile of Tory Krug goes flying into yeah. the blues player and sends him just absolutely into <laughs> next week yeah yo the and fans- then to, to yo to add to that uh crew didn't even have a helmet on when he laid that hit Yes, the dude <laughs> lost his helmet. Perron took his helmet off, and the guy flew down there at 100 miles an hour and smacked the St. Louis Blue into the ice, dude. It was, and it was even better because TD Garden, I mean, you can say what you want about Boston fans. They were freaking out about Crew getting jumped in the other zone. And as the noise was growing and growing about them being pissed off with the refs, Krug then says, F- what the refs say. 
and he took matters into his own hands, the stadium went bonkers. Like, I have ch- yeah. kind of chills talking about it now. Like, that's such old-time hockey, and to see that in 2019, um, that's something you saw in the Brews Bruin, Blues Bruins series in 1970. So uh, yeah. get out there and watch it, man. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch more fireworks, a bunch of guys that that like to mess you know, get in the mix. Uh, Brad Marchand likes to mess around. So you'll see some other, uh, some, some gnarly stuff here in the next couple of games. Steve, another big thing on Twitter this week that's been circling around is baby Stephen A, man. It, how funny is this guy dude, with baby's baby face? Baby Stephen A may be my might be become my favorite meme of all time. I yep. absolutely love baby Stephen A clips. I think I every time I scroll past them on my on my timeline or a new one pops up in my Twitter feed, I think I watch it a hundred times before I scroll through. I yeah. think I watched it a hundred times. Dude, it is so funny to see this guy. I, I don't even know why. He dude, so when the 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 funniest video that I saw was when he was like all pissed off and he was like, I am so fed up, but it was in like a high pitched baby tone voice. Yeah. Had baby Stephen A's face and he's like, I have my godson sitting in front of me. My godson and I don't even want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't I want to look at him. Sir. My bosses, who I love very much and treated me very nicely. I've got producers who have been very, very good to me. I can't even look at them. Can't even look at them. Don't even want to talk to them. I don't want to talk to anybody. It's so funny, man. It's yeah. so funny. I tweeted out actually right after these videos started popping up. I've never changed my opinion on a public figure more than Stephen A. Smith. When I was growing up, I thought Stephen A. was one of the most annoying, hot take chasing, um, you know, comment commenters in in sports and once skip bayless left espn he left the first take and Stephen a kind of was able to fly on his own as you know whatever kind of butterfly he's turning out to be i thought that's what i mean it, it kind of turned the tide this dude's been grinding i don't know if you've seen that stuff on twitter this dude's been grinding his entire life to get to this position becoming like he went from being like a high school sports writer dude a high school sports writer and if that's not a story to to get behind and that's not a personality to love the guy's making bucks right now and um, he's making us all laugh, so I can't wait to see some more baby, baby Stephen A. Couldn't agree with you more. He, I, literally, same exact story for me. Growing up, it was like Stephen A. Next channel, please. Like I'm not watching that. And now he's must see TV. Now he's like, oh man, like what's he gonna say now? Is he gonna have another one of these freakouts where we're gonna be able to put baby Stephen A. filter on him? Like it's just such good content. And and to be honest with you, I'm a little jealous of how how good his takes are, how impressive he is at speaking. And my total view on him is just complete 180. And I, I want to see more out of him. Yeah. I, I, every, you know, every sport he talks about, whether it's the NBA or boxing or, or just general NFL, stay off the weed type stuff. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. He ain't getting busted for using weed. Stay off the weed. Stay off the damn weed. And they don't listen. Stupid. Uh, the guy is must-watch TV, and uh, shout-out to him and um, everybody else killing it in the sports media game, I guess. Steve, so another another must-see sports event that happened yesterday was the NCAA National Championship for lacrosse. We had Yale College taking on University of Virginia. University of Virginia was a three-seed, and Yale was a five-seed, which is crazy for a defending champion. But 
everybody picked Yale. Every sports media outlet that was filming little kids at the at Lincoln Financial Field, and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're picking Yale." Blah blah blah, all this stuff. And the way Virginia powered powered away Duke and beat Duke in the semifinal game, I just had this you know this feeling in my head this whole time that Virginia really had a good chance. And I'll tell you what, I've never seen a more dedicated Virginia team than yesterday. The ride, they had a 10-man, imagine, so for those of you who don't know lacrosse very well, imagine a full-court press in basketball is what Virginia lacrosse was doing yesterday. On both sides of the field, the attackmen were laying hits, and you never see that. You never see attackmen who lay themselves out on the line to get the ball back, but there was probably five or six turnovers I saw where Virginia attackmen we're stealing balls from Yale long pole guys. It's just ridiculous. And and props to Virginia. I've never seen an effort that good. And they, in in wholeheartedly, in my opinion, deserved every second of that game for that effort they put on. Yeah, man. Similar to my sales pitch with the uh, NHL, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs. I've been absolutely loving college lacrosse this season. Pretty much my first year of watching, and the playoffs have been nothing but electric television. Um, didn't get a chance to watch the finals because I was at work um, on Monday, and it was kind of like in the mid-afternoon. But I saw some highlights. It was it was a gong show, dude. Exactly you know, what you described. There's one clip of the first, I think, like two minutes of the game. There were bodies flying everywhere. Yep. Everywhere, guys coming back, back checking, crushing each other. Um, you know, like dog piles in the middle of the of the field. Um, I don't really know what all the lines mean yet, but I just know that some crazy stuff was going on, and it was it was must watch. Um, shout out to Virginia for uh, for pulling it out. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to add to Virginia's goalie that they have, I was actually pulled early in the season. He was the number one high school goalie recruit last season and Virginia was able to pick him up. So obviously just like hockey, your goalie is a huge deal. So Virginia's goalie and I'll I'll give Yale's goalie some props too. He played very well, but Virginia's goalie, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a college goalie put on that kind of performance. My favorite goalie of all time, Scotty Rogers, who played for Notre Dame back when I was in middle school, he was my idol. He never even played as good as the Virginia goalie played yesterday. And you know, that is wild. I really want to see this Virginia goalie go into the PLL, the uh, Premier Lacrosse League, which actually begins this coming weekend. They're kicking off in Boston at Gillette Stadium, which will be sick. So definitely going to keep an eye out for that. But goalies, man, they're just the saves he was making were unreal. He actually I tweeted this out mid game yesterday. There was one play where it showed that he was a sophomore and it, there was a loose ground ball behind the net. And there was three Virginia long pole defenders behind the net scrounging for the ball. The the Virginia goalie in his, you know, sophomore, I guess, young mind figured it would be a good idea to leave the cage and go try to scoop the ground ball, which I still don't know what he was thinking. Yale picks it up. Boom, boom, goal. Like as soon as he left the net, it was like, what were you thinking, buddy? Like, and at that point, the game was still a little close. I think it might have been like a two to one, maybe a three to three to one game at that point. 
way too sketchy of a move uh, to pull, especially in college across when the guys are extremely quick. So, I mean, regardless, he still showed up and showed out. Yeah, I, I wish I had the number on how many saves he had, but he was taking him off the off the helmet. He was taking him off the dick. He was taking him off <laughs> anywhere you want to take it off of as a goalie. He was taking him off everywhere. So, props to him, man, and uh, and congratulations to University of Virginia, your NCAA Division One National Lacrosse Champions. All right, everybody, so here we are for the fan favorite segment, Beer Reviews. You know, on our first giveaway that we did, we noticed a lot of comments were heading towards Miller Lite. So we figured what better beer to choose in the liquor store than the beer that had the white tin can with the American flag logo. It had the Air Force Thunderbirds rolling on it. It said, it's Miller time in the bottom of the can. Miller Lite with the Snapchat logo on the back. I mean, I couldn't picture a better Memorial Day weekend beer for me and Dee's to review than what everybody wants to hear in Miller Lite. Yeah, man, sixteen ounce pint. Uh, these are the you know the tall boy ca- uh, aluminum cans. Um, you just read off the bat when you see red, white, and blue. Your 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 head kind of turns. It look, you know you kind yeah. of like zoom in on it. You're like, do I do I like that? Does it have an American flag on it? It doesn't matter. I'm grabbing it. I'm buying it. I'm drinking it. Whether you're a Coors Light guy, Bud Light guy, or a Miller Light guy, if one of those you know light beer, you know domestic light beer companies comes out with a patriotic can, especially right before Memorial Day, I'm in. I'm it's in. A no-brainer. Budweiser drops theirs. I don't drink Budweiser, but when Budweiser has an American flag or it's camo or it has you know rock flag and eagle on it, I'm I'm drinking Budweiser. Yeah, no doubt. And you you look at uh, Anheuser-Busch, they typically do that summer can where they change Budweiser's name to America. Like that's a primetime example of I don't care what it tastes like, I'm drinking it. So, I mean, without further ado, I think we just tap right into it. There's really not much more you can say about the can other than the fact that it's just this, you know, 16-ounce pint and it's got the American flag logo on it with the Air Force. So, let's let it rip. Cheers. You got to drink these cold. This is ice cold, like back of the fridge cold. You need it there. Yeah, that's that's very true, especially in that kind of can. Miller Lite is not a beer you can risk being lukewarm. Like Coors Light has the mountains are blue thing, but like these mountains have to be like ice walker eyes <laughs> blue for you to yeah. drink. I mean, they don't have the mountains, but like if they did, these need to be pretty much frozen to drink them. So Miller's a Pilsner, correct? Correct. Right. So this is this is definitely a different kind of light beer. Um, I'm not huge on Miller Lite, to be honest with you. It's definitely something that's considered, I guess, like a golf course go-to. When you get a bucket of beer, I mean, I know that when I golf with my dad and, you know, a lot of the guys that he goes with, you know, Miller Lite is, is the move. So I think a Miller Lite is very popular with that older generation. Yes. I think the demo is like 35 to 50 uh, for Miller Lite. But you're saying golf beer. I'm thinking like football tailgate. I'm thinking football tailgate. Okay. And maybe it's because I only tailgate with Bryce when I go to the Eagles games. <laughs> but I see, I just picture that man wearing his Carson Wentz jersey with like three hoodies under it to stay warm <laughs> and drinking a Miller Lite in his other hand to stay warm. Um, yeah, I picture it being a football beer. Maybe it's because they have a partnership with the Eagles, uh, I think. But uh, I mean, obviously, dilly dilly. But I think Miller Lite does some stuff at, at the link as well. Um, I'm going to take another they- soap. They do. So Bud Light is the official NFL sponsor. Yeah. Beer, respon- beer sponsor. But Miller Light actually has 
the Miller Lite flight deck inside Lincoln Financial Field, right. which is a whole section of seats. So Miller Lite was actually able to swoop in, no pun intended, and kind of brand themselves all over the link, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, at the end of the day, Deves, Miller Lite for me, it's not it's not Bud Light. It's it's a good beer. I'll definitely drink it. Um, I almost want to get my dad so he can tell you, give you a nice review on it. <laughs> Same with mine. Same with yeah. mine. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, to give uh, some respect to the older generations of Miller Lite, I'm going to rate this beer at a solid 7.3. Your rate, your rate in my ballpark, your rate in my window, it's not my go-to domestic light beer. But when they went back to the old-fashioned look of the cans, when they throw on this American flag, when I'm at an Eagles tailgate under the Miller Lite banner and I'm drinking one of these with Bryce as we're eating a cheesesteak, it's tough. Seven point six, seven point six, dude. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't drink these all the time. Like Coors Light, I'll say it time and again on the beer review, will always be my go-to domestic light beer. But when you need that switch up, the flavor is different, man. The flavor is different. There's a little bit of an afterburn there. There or, is you know, an aftertaste. Like aftertaste, um, which I kind of like. I don't know if I could drink a, a hundred of these. But like three of these, kind of like how our dads probably drank them, okay. is is right on the money, right on the money. And um, Miller Lite Limited Edition, a fine Pilsner beer. Your final ratings from Bush and Deve. You have a seven three from me, and you have a seven six from Deves. So Miller Lite, there you go. To all of our listeners who wanted to hear that, once again, just to reiterate, we have to throw respect out to the older generations here, give it a decent score. But, you know, for our demographic, I think we're, you know, we're leaning more towards a Coors or a Bud Light in our, in our demo. All right. So to all our listeners out there, you have officially entered the SID segment. S-Y-D-S. Shit you don't say. Unfortunately, actually not unfortunately, this is actually a pretty good one. We have a shit you don't do this week, which is a SID. We've thrown a couple of these at you uh, throughout the episodes, but... This weekend, we actually uh, – I, was, I wasn't with Deeves, unfortunately, uh, while the guy was working his tail off. But I went to Long Beach Island in South Jersey, and we went to a new spot on the island called Bird and Betty's, which – That new hotel? No, no, no. Bird and Betty's is where the catch used to be. So for our listeners out there that are familiar with the island, I know a lot of you guys go to LBI and the Jersey Shore. It's gone? The catch is is no more. The catch really? you know, the club that we all used to go to when we were in middle school, you know, the under eighteen club, like whatever. What the like uh, everybody uh, thought the it was so party cool. or whatever the hell you guys did. Yeah, phone party, like all that, all that weird stuff. I never. I thrived. was working then too. I couldn't make those either. I was working then too. Yeah, when you were ten years old, you were still grinding. <laughs> no, I was fourteen, man. I had a j- anyway, not about me, but anyway, <laughs> I was slaving away, and you guys were playing bubble party at a. Pretend nightclub. <laughs> it's closed, and now it's what? Busby's? Now, what? Now it's now it's Bird and okay. Betty's. Okay. So they start off really good. They basically renovated the entire place, and they gave us cool wristbands that said Bird and Betty's on them. Like whatever, it was really Ooh, cool. Wristband. It was actually the okay. night that we were on was called Dax on Deck. So for those of you who don't who aren't familiar with uh, terminology, Dax is short for daiquiris. So we had we had happy hour daiquiris from 4 p.m. to like 7 p.m. and it was you know they had all these different kind of don't drinks. tell me you're bringing like the daiquiri review onto the beers it's the no, daiquiri review no. segment don't no, tell, don't give me i'm that. not bringing the daiquiri on so anyway after a few daiquiris there was a blow up 
you know, I can't even, I can't even keep a straight face with you saying you had a couple of daiquiris this weekend. <laughs> it's the it's 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 uh, the American Patriots holiday for all of those who who fought and served for our country, and you got you for you to have daiquiris <laughs> while there's this Miller Light sitting next to me with with the American flag and j- jets rolling through. Like it was happy hour, bro. You can't beat a you can't beat a five dollar daiquiri, bro. And they're red. They're, I mean, soldiers like red. You know, like whatever. So here here's the kicker. After everybody that we're with, we had a huge crew of people we knew from home that was there, which was sick. So everybody you bumped into, you either knew or you've heard of them, whatever. It was cool. There's this beach ball going around, right? So like one of those ones at a concert where you just Mm -hmm. bop it around and it Mm -hmm. goes all over the place. Graduation or something, yeah. Yeah, right. So there's one of those going around and we're up on the second deck. And the bottom, the bottom floor is where everybody's eating dinner and stuff, which is irrelevant for this story. But so we're all up on the top deck, bouncing the ball around. No joke, the ball it was started like drizzling and raining, but people didn't care because it was still real pretty nice out. It was like sun showers, and the ball got real muddy and it hit me in the face, <laughs> slapped me in the face like like ragdoll wet, just right in the face. And I got mud on my. I was like, oh my god, like this is awful. So no joke. Next time the ball came around to me, I just did one of the ones where I stuck my hand out in front of me and swung it backwards as hard as I could and just threw it off the deck. And I have never had so many eyes look straight at me and call me an asshole, boo me, no joke, Deves. I I looked at everybody around me like, what the heck is going on? They were like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing, dude? Like, was, what yeah. you're like? You're like the teacher that pulls the the people away at graduation, or the usher at the Phil's game who pops it halfway up the aisle. Right. Right. First word that came to mind was villain. You're an absolute villain. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. out having a good time, having some daiquiris, whatever you have, deer, beers, daiquiris, cocktails, whatever you were drinking, and you you basically ruined the entire 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 <laughs> evening. So so get this. So I look at everybody and I'm like, I, I, I immediately do my thing where I'm like, all eyes are on me. All right, time to perform. So I throw my Superman cape on and I'm like, I'm like, don't worry. I got it. I got it. Like it was an accident. Like, don't worry about it. And everybody's don't like, tell me you jumped me. off the building. So I wish that would have been badass if I did. But so I run, I run over to where the bouncer is letting everybody in. And I'm like, hey, man, listen, like the ball got knocked over the balcony. I didn't tell him I did it. I was like, listen, man, the ball got knocked over the balcony. You know, I really want to keep the party going, you know, get that ball back up here. If you can let me go down and come back up. First thing he says, he's like, he's like, belongs to the ground now, buddy. Sorry, you can't do it. So I'm thinking now I'm thinking like, oh, wow, like now I'm really an asshole, like screaming to everybody that I'm going to go get it and whatnot. And then. Uh, I go to walk away and he like taps me on the shoulder and he's like, I'm just fucking with you, man. Go get it. Go get it right now. So I ran downstairs real quick. And then Bryce, Bryce was on the edge of the balcony and I threw it up to him and he just started it again. And the crowd went nuts, dude. It was, it was legendary, man. Um, and then, uh, I was chilling with a couple of our boys, uh, from, from home who were there and the ball kept just hitting us like on the shoulders, muddy. I had a white shirt on. I was filthy. Like it sucked. Like, I mean, I did it to protect myself. I did it to protect myself. I, I didn't want a ball hit me. Like, you know, now nah, I'm kidding. But it <laughs> no, was, you uh, were a villain. And at the end of the day, the, the, the bouncer ended up being cooler than you because he let you down there to go get it. When he said it belongs to the ground now, I thought you were going to say like the typical bouncer story of him just being a total you know, just a total jerk and not like wanting anybody to have fun. He yeah. let you go down there and get that ball. And luckily Bryce arose the hero because they didn't see you throw it back up there. 
They saw Bryce <laughs> bounce back into the crowd. So they you're did. still the villain. You're still the asshole. They can boo you all they want. Yeah. Bryce comes out as the hero in this. And uh, I hope that guy had a good night because at least he keeps the fun going. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, for once a bouncer wasn't. Uh, for once a bouncer was like the life of the party. Uh, it was like crazy to think about, but yeah, like he was like, nah, man, I'm just. And you were just a fun sucker. And you were just a fun sucker. Yeah, and I was, and I was the teacher with the glasses. Oh my goodness, dude! It was bad. It was really bad. But uh, yo, did you have anything this weekend? You know, we weren't with you, so did you? Did you have anything like on the course, like? I don't know, man. Most of it's a blur. Most of it's a blur, like just doing my job, getting stuff done. The one thing that happened last week that was pretty, pretty crazy on my end, kind of, kind of saved one there was we got, um, I mean, this might be boring, but it's pretty, it, it was pretty, <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty close call. Shit you don't do. Uh, we get these mobile office units dropped off at each one of our, our Oh, that's a bad start. That's bad, a bad start, start right? Start, so the 40 foot long, like tens of tons, these like brick store or sorry steel storage container looking mobile offices you see them at like construction sites and stuff right with the bars on the windows yep so i want to get this thing dropped off in the grass where i normally drop it like year after year i drop it in the grass but the problem was it rained the night before and i won't bore you with bore you with that you know operation stuff but it rained the night before so the tractor trailer couldn't park this thing in the grass uh, me like you know the problem solver i'm like dude just drop it on the concrete I'll, I'll drag it there i'll drag it there so i hopped in this big forklift that we had the guy the truck driver left i had this thing dropped in the totally wrong spot on the pavement like it cannot be there like the whoever is, was using this office next week would have been pissed with the location so i dropped this thing on concrete hop in the forklift grab some chains and I chain up this office unit to the forklift. And I'm like, I'll drag this. I'll drag this mother effer. I'll take yeah. this. I'll put this thing. I'll, I'll put it where it's got to go because the forklift yeah. can, t- can take the wet grass. So I chain it up. I hoist up the forklift. And I start to pull back. And I start to pull back this, like, tens, tens of tons mobile office unit. And I didn't check to see if there were any, like, if the ground was, like, level. Or if there were any hole. I mean, it was pretty level, like, to the, to the eye. Gaping hole gaping hole dude like <laughs> like groundhog must have dug it or like a small meteorite hit it and the grass just grew over it and i didn't see it at all because like where it was positioned I, I i i just didn't see it so i start backing up with this huge machinery this huge office trailer and it catches this hole the whole thing dude starts to tip starts to tip and like the guy's gone i'm out there solo the thing starts to tip over and i jerk the forklift back in the other direction and it catches and I'm just, it's one of those things where you settle, like you, you settle on the edge of your seat, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my And then God. it just came to a rest. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know how. I mean, I guess I had the forklift there, so I could have picked it up. But it would have probably been trash. Like, the windows would have probably shattered. This thing would have flipped. I was out there by myself in this field. I mean, luckily, like, nobody, you know, nobody saw. But this thing almost went down in a heap, me trying to figure something out, solve a problem. It eventually got to where it had to be because, like, obviously it got it done. But – Close call, shit you don't do. Probably check the weather forecast before you get <laughs> dropped off in grass. I mean, I'm sure all of us have been stuck in some kind of vehicle before. And uh, I almost lost a uh, 40-foot office container uh, to the mud. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Check for gopher holes on a golf course, bro. You got to know that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, I did. You. I did from the naked eye. Like, yeah, it looked fine, but uh, obviously not. Uh, you know, closer look shown that. Uh, uh, Haley's Comet struck Galloway, New Jersey, and uh, put a <laughs> hole in the ground. And 
I have a, I have a big question here for you. What the hell were the re- repercussions if that actually did tip over? I have no idea. So the guy was telling me repercussions of like if his truck got stuck, we'd have to bring in like a huge crane because he had a tractor trailer. If that got stuck in the mud, I mean, I didn't want to see those repercussions. So that's why I decided to you know do it myself, man. Just you know. When push DIY. Love, uh, uh, yeah, DIY, a little DIY, a little DIY <laughs> office trailer placement. Repercussions, uh, I hope they, I mean, that's what insurance is for, right? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't imagine a 40-foot steel mobile office just yamming the ground, like, hard. Like, that it is just it. Shook, it probably would have shook in, like, a, you know. At least the golf course. Like at least somebody on that hole, he was probably putting. I actually could have helped somebody out. The guy goes to yeah. putt, he leaves it an inch short, and I slam the office trailer into the ground right before, <laughs> and it just drops in. The guy's wins a couple bucks. That, that could have been a good outcome. That would have been a good repercussion. Not really a repercussion, just a great outcome. No, it would have cost thousands of dollars, and I probably would have lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, we would have figured it out. I would have called him. We would have brought another one. And uh, but luckily. It's Yo, all good. It's in the did, right spot. Did uh oh my goodness, what was I just gonna say? Did I can't remember what I was gonna say, man. I'm still shaking up that you almost dropped the forty foot steel structure. That's I didn't. Great. I didn't though. I know. Yeah, yeah, true. You didn't. So I guess you're off the hook. So that's my big issue you don't do uh from the golf operations world. I'll probably have another couple in the next two weeks as we prep here for the ShopRite LPGA classic coming up June seventy and nine in Galloway at the Seaview Resort. And golf club, um, big announcement. Yeah, yeah. For those MVP of you, will be media credentialed at the Shoprite LPGA Classic, our first official media credentialed sports event. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast, man. Me and Jimbo are gonna be hammering out content. I'm probably gonna be sitting next to guys from NBC Sports, ESPN, like, and I, here I'm gonna be with my free parking logo sitting right next to them. They're gonna be like, "What are you? Who are you?" And I'm gonna tell them, and then we're gonna have a trillion dollars in our bank account. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Is that how it happens? Is that how you get rich? Yep, that's how it happens. You just talk to one person, and then you just immediately get money in your bank account. It's amazing. Well, but, that's uh, great yeah, content. So- I'm sure you'll be you'll ha- be heckling me as I'm, um, you know kind of running this whole thing um you know with my team but uh yeah gonna be some awesome stuff bush and jim on the course breaking it down live saturday and sunday of the event saturday and sunday eight nine baby awesome man can't wait looking forward to it can't wait to see you guys down there and and check out uh, all the cool stuff i built or almost dropped (laughs) yeah for real all right everybody thank you so much for listening to free parking episode 12 post-memorial day a crazy great week in sports and i mean the beer review miller light that's what the people wanted to hear so i think you know i think we capped it off really good for memorial day weekend heading into the first ever media credentialed event that fpp will be attending so uh next week's pod man uh it's gonna be exciting yeah man thanks for everybody for listening um make sure you check out our squad locker shop make sure you place your bets with the advice of no-brainer wagers and keep on keeping on man let's uh let's have a great rest of uh, rest of the summer officially kicked off peace out